The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with DraftKings' biggest payouts ever. So why bet on the NBA anywhere else? Bet on the Pistons or your favorite NBA team throughout the season. And right now, get that stepped-up same-game parlay boost up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday. Presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper-to-Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is a Money Line Monday with a lot to talk about. And what a great weekend in sports. Really, outside of the Pistons, it was almost the perfect sports weekend beginning Friday night with all the high school football playoff action, games on Saturday. I want to give a shout-out to Grand Rapids West Catholic. They looked awesome. And also Jake Radlinski, who has battled back through cancer, and he is holding on extra points for the Falcons of West Catholic, and they have advanced to take on Lance. Catholic Central in the high school playoffs. An incredible story of courage, perseverance, and also support from the Grand Rapids West Catholic football program, school, parents, and the west side of GR. And I was there, and I saw Jake before the game when the Falcons were doing their team walk into their newly renovated stadium. And then Jake came up to me afterwards, and folks, I'm doing everything I can not to get emotional because this kid has inspired me and so many others. And he's put life in perspective. And when we talk about this weekend throughout this broadcast today, like I said, from high school playoffs to Michigan State's unexpected huge win at Illinois to Michigan being that second-half powerhouse they've been all season long, uh, how about the Lions and that defense showing up? Offense still has their issues, but eight red zone trips for Aaron Rodgers and they get one touchdown. I know I've been on Aaron Glenn. I've been on that defense. I've been on Campbell for underachieving, but at least they delivered an inspired performance. It wasn't pretty, but it's a W in the NFL, and that's what counts. So we'll get to that. And so much more. Uh, I mean, the Wings, what they're doing right now uh, with Stevie Y is phenomenal. But I'm telling you, the Jake Radlinski story uh, puts life in perspective. It really does. It's helped me as a father. It's helped me as a person. And we've all been touched by these stories of kids, teenagers, 
as much as we want to rip this generation, uh, the inspiration of Jake Radlinski, uh, man, uh, it started last May, uh, a great three-sport athlete, fantastic person, a better person off the field, off the court, off the track, and to be there Saturday uh, with his mother and his father and his family and his friends and his teammates, parents at that Grand Rapids West Catholic tailgate uh, to watch West Catholic go to work and Timmy Klaska, who is one of the best high school running backs in the state, I think he's leaning towards going to Air Force. And just that team. And they're, they're, when you have leadership and a coaching staff that knows what they're doing, but also every time you score, and they scored a ton, I think close to 50 against Constantine on Saturday. And Jake Radlinski is going out there to hold the extra points. And he didn't know if he was going to live last May. Didn't know if he was going to live. Uh, again, there are a lot of these stories, unfortunately, uh, across Michigan high schools. But man, I, I will tell you that I'm rooting for Grand Rapids West Catholic. That I'm rooting for Jake Radlinski. And he's done with his chemo. And he's out there. And man, when he found me after the game, and he sent me a note and said, thanks for coming. I said, no, thank you for inspiring so many people and allowing all of us to put sports into perspective. Life into perspective. That wasn't just a celebration of West Catholic. That was a celebration for every single member of that Radlinski family, for Jake, and for those who have known him since the day he was born. And I was just along for the ride. Because it makes me appreciate my children. The little things. That really are big things to embrace and love. That we get a weekend of sports like this and weather that feels like it's borderline summer in Michigan. And we're in November. And we don't have to look at Twitter and Facebook and the media and think that this country doesn't have a heart. That this country can't unite. That is the power of sports and the power of never giving up for Jake Radlinski. And I could feel it with his mother and dad that Getty may be an understatement. They they knew when they were in that hospital last May and what was going on with Jake that he may not live. And there he is on the field. Been there, I think, most of the season. And by the way, he'll need knee surgery after the season. He wears a brace. He hurt his knee at his cottage last summer. So the dude's wearing a brace, just got done with chemo. And he wanted to be a part of it and went out and snapped and practice all summer while he's going to chemo. And some of us think we have problems. Or that our kid did something out of line and we're PO'd. You want to step back and check yourself in life. Just 
follow the story of Jake Radlinski. And I will tell you, man, and I'm doing everything I can uh, not to get super emotional. And I met Jake uh, about 15 months ago when the West Catholic freshmen were playing the Forest Hills Eastern freshman team. And I've known Paul Radlinski and Mark Radlinski, who played at Saginaw Valley State, really one of the better high school quarterbacks Michigan's ever seen. So I, I knew his uncle and his dad and, you know, circles uh, and business uh, with applied imaging, now applied innovation. And that's where Paul works. And, and Mark has his Radco uh, T-shirt uh, company uh, gear and so I ran into Paul 15 months ago, and then I met Jake and his little brother, who's a sophomore at Grand Rapids West Catholic, was playing against my son, Ace. And I started just, you know, talking with Paul and, uh, you know, talk with Jake. We were talking sports, and he told me what he did. And that was, you know, September of 2021, right? And then I ran into him at a West Catholic district uh, where Forest Hills Eastern Basketball is playing West Catholic. I think Unity Christian Ground, it's Catholic Central were there. And talked to him some more about life and what he wants to do. And he was so excited about uh, the 2022 football year. And then that was, what, March, right? And then I got word through following Paul and his wife on Facebook what had happened to Jake. And I asked the family, is there anything I can do? And, and I just, I, I don't know why my heart connected to Jake. Maybe as a father, that's why we feel things. And, man, to be there that past Saturday, or this past Saturday, and to watch him walk by, football uniform, West Catholic does a really cool walk through the tailgate that you'd see a lot of colleges do. And then to watch him go on the field, and I was standing there on the sidelines, that's what life is all about. And you know what? No matter what Grand Rapids West Catholic does the rest of the year, nothing, including that state championship trophy, nothing can surpass that team seeing Jake Radlinski show up to practice, be out there on snaps, wearing a brace, will need knee surgery when the season's over and he's done with chemo. Do you beat cancer forever? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an oncologist. But I do know that Jake Radlinski is a unique young man. And I can't describe uh, my... My journey from a distance. I'm not there in that Radlinski household. I'm not there with all his friends from Grand Rapids West Catholic or the school, which has been just ultra supportive from their AD to their principal to the entire infrastructure. Because you, you find out what people are about when it hits the fan. You do. Your friends, your family, co-workers, people you thought were friends, whatever it is, you truly find out who stands with you when it hits the fan. And man, that west side of Grand Rapids and what they did to wrap their arms around the Radlinskis 
What an incredible weekend of sports, man. So go Falcons. I will openly cheer for West Catholic. They're not playing my kids' teams. Even if they were, I still might uh, cheer for West Catholic. And Jake Radlinski, huge love to you and your family, man. I just keep it up. That's all I can say, man. Just keep it going. On the way, I will get to an unbelievable win for the Lions that nobody saw coming. We all were thinking Rodgers is going to win it at the end. Michigan in the second half against Rutgers, uh, they look like a national champion. I know it's Rutgers, but it's just the, the swagger. It's what Shiano, the Rutgers coach, talked about. We'll get to that. Uh, Michigan State, Mel Tucker. I'll tell you what, with what they've been through, if they could salvage a bowl appearance, I don't care if it's a quick lane bowl at Ford Field. If they can salvage a bowl appearance, that is one hell of a job by those players and coaches if they can get to a bowl, based on what this team has gone through already. And they got options with Indiana and Rutgers to win those two and be bill eligible. So we'll talk Michigan State, Michigan, the Lions, uh, the Wings. I can't say enough good things about that team being down two zip to the Rangers, coming back to win. Uh, a lot going on on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you want to join in, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Drive. Their first home game at Van Andel Arena is coming up on Thursday night. So get your tickets at the local Ticketmaster outlets, Ticketmaster.com, and the Van Andel Arena box office. I'll be there on Thursday. So join me for the Gold's first game ever inside Van Andel Arena. Moneyline Mondays are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you'll get all the promo hookups. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Find savings like 10% off general merchandise apparel and shoes with Emperks. Get $5 off instantly when you buy $40 of holiday decor, trees, lights, or ornaments in the seasonal department. And buy one, get one 50% off when you mix or match select toys from Barbie, Nerf, Hot Wheels, Disney Princess, Coco Melon, and more. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener in GR will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Dirty oil can easily wreak havoc on your vehicle's engine, so be sure to change the oil at recommended intervals. And for a motor oil that outperforms conventional and synthetic blends, try Mobile One, the full synthetic motor oil that keeps your engine running like new. Ask for Mobile One at your local Auto Value Auto Parts store. And don't forget to pick up a Wix XP oil filter to complete the job. Because when it comes to oil changes, we've got you covered at Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. 
Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back on the huge show across Michigan, Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, one of the best in the business. We always originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio in downtown Grand Rapids with our flagship station, 96.1 The Game. Our Bud Light huge question of the day, good and bad, you took from the Lions, Michigan, and Michigan State wins over the weekend. We got the trifecta. You can answer... That question, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. I'll begin with the good and bad for the Lions. The good, if not great, was that defense. Kirby Joseph, uh, Hutch coming up big. They just played well. Jacobs. They, they played like their season was on the line, and that's what you get from pros. So you wonder, where is that intensity level every week? And there's still questions about Dan Campbell and his staff and what they're doing and not taking the three early or running an empty backfield and not even having the play-action capability. I, I'm not comfortable with Campbell and how he's handling a game and overseeing his staff. I am extremely surprised and impressed by the Lions' defense and what they did on Sunday. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, that you know, that relationship probably should have ended over a year ago. Rodgers never should have re-signed with them. You can see he doesn't want to be there. You can see that. And the way he's frustrated, yelling, screaming, it's not a good look for Rodgers. I don't think he's over the hill. I think he's just he buyer's remorse, staying in Green Bay, no receivers. I, how the Packers never threw the bank at Devontae Adams and the connection that he had with Rodgers. And now you look at the Raiders are just a train wreck. And Adams is out there. That was just a bonehead move by the Packers. But you're the Lions. You'll take the W. I don't care about draft position. I don't. If this front office and this coaching staff is playing for draft position, they're not going to be there to start the 2024 season, right? They'll, they'll get maybe one more year. And all I'm all I'm looking for is something to show me that this team plays inspired, 
and that they get creativity from the coaches. And that really didn't show in a 15-9 game, which if you're a Lions fan like I am, what were we thinking? Even with Rodgers being horrible and no receivers, he was going to score at the end, and they're going to rip our hearts out. That's what all of us were thinking at the end of that game. And now you're, you're, you're on a path here, which Campbell did last year, to show everybody that you have control of this team, that you can, you can get creative, you can do something unique. I think that's really important. And Aaron Glenn stepped up and that defense stepped up. And it was the right team to step up against. Is it a one-game aberration? I don't know. Are we going to get excited now because they're going to win four of their last nine and be six and 11, and we're going to talk about their improvement, which we do every year as Lions fans? And we did it last year. We've done it with you know Patricia, we did Morningweg. Go down the list. Marinelli, I, it, Schwartz. That you're so beat down after that great start that if they finish with six wins, you're going to talk about the way they improve, just like last year when they were 0-10-1. So to me, this is, this is really about the rest of the year playing quality football with quality coaching, with quality game plans, in-game strategy. That was just a will-to-win game where the Lions knew how important it was to them and to the fans, and you could hear it uh, with the crowd. And I, I just I will not celebrate six and eleven and say they're going to be better next year because we've done that as Lions fans. I, I think for me to truly buy in, because I, I'll, I'll say this on a on a Monday, whenever the Lions win, and I posted this on the Huge Show Facebook and Twitter pages yesterday, whenever the Lions win. My week is better. My Monday's better. It is. I've never looked at this team like they were set to win the Super Bowl. But I will say, to finish now, I, I need that 6-3 and three finish from this team. And that's a lot to ask for. Because you're going to get the Vikings again. Which it killed me to see the Vikings send out the photo and videos of T.J. Hawkinson, who's with the team basically for three days, getting one of the game balls. Mm. Yeah, I know the Lions won. I'm not going to downplay that. But when he's an immediate target and designed in a game plan and he's with the team less than a week and the Lions can't afford him and the Lions used him basically one game and targeted him like crazy, it kills me. It bothers me. It does. But I'm going to savor this Lions win. And I don't know if it means they've turned the corner. Turning the corner will be a 6-3 and three finish. Turning the corner will be beating the Jets and the Giants and beating the Bears twice and beating Carolina and finishing uh, where you can look at your final nine, final ten, and say we were 6-4. and four. We were seven and three. I don't know if it's in them. I don't. Packers are horrible. Packers are there with the worst teams in the NFL. I I mean that. You take away Rodgers, that's a winless football team. That is... That's how far the Packers have fallen. So, I'll, I'll savor the victory. Weeks are better. Mondays are the, the sun shining and it's even brighter when the Lions win. 
I will take your feedback on the Lions at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Remember, all of our social network interactions presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. Did I say drive earlier? I might have. Grand Rapids Gold. Uh, they have their first game inside Van Andel Arena coming up on Thursday night, their home opener. A historic night. Get your tickets now at all Ticketmaster outlets and Ticketmaster.com. I want to move on now to Michigan State. And they were getting 16 and a half on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board going into that game. I didn't think they had a prayer. I didn't think they'd score the disarray, the tunnel, losing women, I players. And I'll give Mel Tucker and his staff credit that they found a way to hold on. They had some horrible clock management. They had some brutal play calling at the end. They had the missed field goal. But they left Champaign-Urbana with a win. And that win was huge because now it gives the Spartans a chance to be bowl eligible. With going from number 11, you know, a couple games into the season in the country, thinking that they're a legitimate Big Ten East contender, or at least the ability to push Ohio State to where they bottomed out, to on the field, off the field, the tunnel. To win at Illinois, that is a huge victory. And if they beat Rutgers, because I don't think Rutgers is as bad as a record. I really don't. I think their defense is physical. I just, you know, they it's always about the quarterback and maybe about the play calling. But if they can beat, I mean, if, if they can just get a couple more victories, and I don't think they'll win at Penn State, but win the next two, they'll be bowl eligible. So I'll give Mel Tucker and the Spartans some credit there. Michigan uh, had their normal first half, missing wide open receivers, not looking inspired. You're wondering, you know, can they beat Ohio State? And Buckeyes look pathetic. I know the wind and the rain and everything at Northwestern, but they were horrible. I mean that. You know, outside of beating ND, what's their quality win at Penn State? It's still good to win at Penn State, I'll be honest. You win at Penn State, that's a good win. But they looked horrible. They're beatable. And so, uh, you know, it's halftime. I'm at Russ Ortega's. Uh, He always hosts a great Michigan watch party in his man cave slash garage. And I'm like, I don't know if this Michigan team is championship level. And boom, here comes the second half. Here comes the second half and the switch that's flipped at halftime that's been flipped since the start of the Big Ten schedule. Michigan has looked like a national champion. Not just a Big Ten champion, but a national champion in second halves. Home and away. Home and away. Body language, swagger, defense, they turn up the heat, the pressure. I don't know if Harbaugh is doing this like a horse race where you're out early and you're just kind of holding your ground and then you turn it on, coming down the stretch. They're the only team in college football that they haven't been behind or tied in the fourth quarter. I saw that at the Wolverine.com. One of the tweets I shared. Man, uh, the way they're playing in the second half, I'm... Uh, if they can bottle the second half, see that what worries me is that you're going to get 
it won't be Illinois. It won't be Indiana. But Ohio State, you play like that, it could be 28-7 at halftime, and you could be done. That's my only concern if you have that slow start. But is it by design, though? I don't think Harbaugh's holding back. You want to blow people out and have the game over and have them chasing uh, points. But the way they play in the second half and have played in the second halves, plural, all season long, if they can do that in Columbus in the first half, they'll they'll beat the Buckeyes by double digits. You can't let C.J. Stroud get comfortable set in the pocket. You got to get them moving just like Ajabo and Hutchinson did last year. But they're beatable. But I do wonder the slow starts, are they by design? Or whatever Harbaugh and his staff are doing at halftime is magic. And watching Illinois and watching the DVR replay of that game, there's no way Illinois beats Michigan. Michigan would have to give that game away. No way. There's no way Michigan will be 11-0 going into that game. Now the big question is, with just an unbelievable Saturday of college football, I mean, how good was college football on Saturday? So watching Tennessee lose to Georgia, watching Clemson get hammered, not just lose, get hammered by ND. And I think that's why Ohio State stayed at two in the polls, because now their win over ND looks better after ND clobbers Clemson. So I think Clemson is out of the picture for the college football playoff, unless there's just total anarchy. So I'm watching Clemson lose, Tennessee lose, Alabama loses to Brian Kelly. My name is Brian Beauregard Kelly, and I told you the the Tigers of LSU would rise again. I want some sweet tea. And Alabama loses. So I'm sitting there with Russ Ortega and the crew on Saturday night, and I'm thinking, okay, that's good for Michigan. Now the loser of Michigan-Ohio State, I think, gets into the college football playoff. But then I stopped for a minute after LSU won. And on Sunday when I'm looking at the DVR and I'm checking out some of the games and I'm looking at schedules, comparative schedules, because that's going to come into play with the college football playoff committee. If you get that fourth spot looking for a one-loss team that didn't make it to their conference championship, which would be the loser of Michigan-Ohio State and more than likely Tennessee. I'm not sure Tennessee will hold on and win out. But if they do... And let's say Michigan lost to Ohio State. Well, when you look at the resume, Tennessee has a much better resume than Michigan. And those three non-conference games, which we talked about, and not having a big boy game in September could cost Michigan because, hypothetically speaking, looking at the college football playoff, if... You get to that point where Michigan loses 20, you know, 37-34 to the Buckeyes in Columbus. They're 11-1. and They're done. And Tennessee runs the table, and they're 11-1 and and not in the SEC title game because now you'd have to have Georgia lose two for Tennessee to jump them. So that's not going to happen. So now you line up Tennessee versus Michigan. And... I'll say this, being statewide in the state of Michigan, their resume is better. They won like 40-13 at LSU. They beat Alabama. They have more ranked wins. And Michigan's marquee victory would be Penn State at home. 
That's why if you're a Michigan fan, the one thing about Michigan State beating Illinois, you wanted Illinois to win and be highly ranked. That week before they would play Ohio State and Michigan beat them, that would have been big for Michigan. So what I'm looking at with Ohio State-Michigan right now, it's basically a playoff game. I think the winner is in. Even if, I'll say this, so Michigan would beat Ohio State, and God knows who's going to end up winning the West. It still could be Illinois. It really it could. I wouldn't they got to have like a nineteen way tie with you know I, that is just crazy in the Big Ten West. And by the way, what's happening there will bring the end of the division sooner than later in the Big Ten. So your top two teams are playing in the Big Ten championship game, and that will be dictated by the billions being spent by the TV networks. So if Michigan would beat Ohio State and then turn around and lose in the Big Ten championship game, their body of work for 12 games versus Tennessee would be better because they beat Ohio State. It would. So I think the winner of that Michigan-Ohio State game is a lock regardless of what they do in the Big Ten championship game based on what we witnessed with Clemson, Alabama, and Tennessee all losing uh, last Saturday. So I'll take your thoughts on the good and bad or Bud Light huge question of the day, good and bad, from the Lions, Michigan, and Michigan State wins. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get the promo hookups. You can get in on the Monday Night Football action. College basketball now is on the DraftKings uh, big board. You have Michigan and Michigan State. State hosting Northern Arizona, Purdue, Fort Wayne going to Ann Arbor. Uh, you can get in on the action on your favorite teams, Wings, Pistons, and more. Maction Tuesday and Wednesday, NFL on Thursday, college football next Saturday, NFL. Just use the promo code HUGE when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. When you're signing up, it'll tell you a code to use, H-U-G-E. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. 
Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash. Every Saturday in November, each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. Grab Buckets of Cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Pussifer Live. The Existential Reckoning Tour. November 15th, 7.30, DeVos Performance Hall. Special guest, Nightclub. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. New album, Existential Reckoning, out now. Let the probing continue. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app. Always use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookups. That's promo code HUGE after you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Bud Light, huge question of the day, good and bad. From the Lions, Michigan and Michigan State wins over the weekend. I know I do sports talk radio where you need to break things down, but when the teams are winning, it really is a great feeling. You want to join in? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. All of our social network interactions are presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team. The Grand Rapids Gold, their first home game at Van Andel Arena is Thursday night. $2 beers, $2 dogs, every Thursday night home game. Get your tickets now. And the Van Andel Arena box office, Ticketmaster.com, and the usual ticket outlets. Let's go talk about Michigan football. Clayton Safey he is standing by for the Wolverine Com. The Wolverines have announced that they're not showing up to the stadium until the second half of all remaining games. <laughs> That's right. It's been incredible just how good they've been in second wow. half over the last four. Yeah. After the last four games, 100-3, to three, they're outscoring their opponents. They're, I'm telling you that even if you roll back to the second half of Maryland, go, go through every Big Ten game, they look yeah. not only like a Big Ten champion in the second half, or halves, plural, Clayton, they look like a national champion. Yeah, potentially. I mean, they've been good in some of the first halves as well. It's been a few plays here and there that they've given up. If you look at Penn State, they dominated 
that first half, but Penn State had a couple plays. Kind of the same thing with Rutgers. You had the blocked punt. Uh, you know, they had the momentum, but those guys didn't flinch there either. Michigan State, they, you know, didn't quite getting, get going offensively as much as you would have wanted. But, you know, you know, they still looked solid in those first halves, but they just turned on the Jets, it seems like, in the second half. And they have that gear that you're talking about, that national champion contender type of gear, that Big Ten champion contender type of gear. You want to put it together for 60 minutes, but hey, if it means that you you know you have to outscore a team 38 to nothing in the second half, and I know Rutgers isn't very good, but uh, then I think you'll take that too. It's still 52 to 17 win. You look around the country, you look at context. I mean, not every team's bringing it for 60 minutes. There, there are teams in big games uh, like Clemson that you know kind of flop a little bit. So for Michigan to come out a little. You know, less focused against Rutgers in the first half, I think, is, is, is okay. You don't want to see it against Ohio State, and uh, but that's kind of its own beast. I mentioned earlier this hour, Clayton, that I don't know if these slow starts in the first half are by design because what they do after halftime is phenomenal. Coaching, adjustments, speed to the ball, offensive play calling, everything. Uh, special teams go down the list. And I get not being up for a game or being flat because you had Michigan State the week before in Rutgers. But this is a common theme. And is it that they're just going to see where it's at, gauge it, and then they turn everything loose in the second half? What do you think about uh, why the second halves are so different from the first halves? And this has continued in every Big Ten game for Michigan. You bring up a good point. First, uh, I don't think it's by design. Harbaugh said on the radio today that uh, he told his team afterwards, hey, guys, you know, for a guy my age, uh, you know, give me a little warning maybe that that's going to happen beforehand because, uh, you know, it's a little scary as a coach. But you're right. I, I think you bring up a good point because the way this team plays stylistically, and we were talking to Zach Zinter, starting right guard, who's had a fantastic season so far. You know, he, he talked about how they seem to be wearing teams down as the games go on. They feel like their conditioning is at a really high level. They're a physical team, and by the third, fourth quarter, these guys are – wearing down a little bit on the other side. They're able to move guys easier. So I think you're right in that respect where the way Michigan's set up is kind of by design. Um, you know, they don't want to be in those situations where you're down. That was the only, you know, against Rutgers was the first time they were down at halftime all season, but they've been close. They were tied at Indiana. Um, so, yeah, certainly it's been kind of a, a theme a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's something where this Michigan team, you know, just kind of plays pretty consistent. And by the third, fourth quarter, the other team can't keep up, especially when they're inferior, like some of these other, uh, you know, opponents, like a, like a Rutgers, for example. So, um, but yeah, they got to get off to a fast start. I will say they have scored touchdowns on I think seven of nine opening drives, so they're starting fast in that respect. Um, it's just kind of more so some of the things in between then and halftime. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking Michigan football. What was the uh, whether it was you or Chris or the Wolverine.com retweeted it, that Michigan has not been tied or trailed in the fourth quarter all season long. Is that correct? Yeah, it's correct. And I think uh, going off of that, thinking back to some of these games as well, I think it's only been once or twice where the opponent has had the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to either tie or take the lead. So they've been up decisively in these games as well. It's really been the third quarters. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but looked at it a week or two ago and they were outscoring opponents. Uh, they've only allowed six points all year in third quarter. So they've, you know, it's probably close to 200 points now or over that after putting 28 on 
um, Rutgers in the third quarter this past weekend. So they've kind of just come right out of the gate uh, and, and done that. I think it's seven of nine now. Opponents have gone three and out to start third quarters in their first drive. So it's really the defense that's tightened up. And then the offense, you, you know, kind of keeps plugging away and wearing uh, teams down. And that's a hell of a formula. And uh, when you get a lead like that, your pass rush increases. I looked at the number a couple weeks ago. Michigan's pressure rate in the fourth quarter was higher than any team in the country. So they're kind of using that as Doug Karsh, uh, Michigan radio play-by-play man who does an outstanding job, made the comparison uh, that it's kind of like a closer in baseball. When you get that pass rush going late in the game, it can really shut the door on the other team. All right, Clayton, save it. Good stuff. You can follow everything. Michigan football, University of Michigan Athletics, and Michigan Hoops. They open up their regular season uh, tonight. All that at thewolverine.com. Clayton, uh, we'll talk later in the week. Thanks for having me. All right, Clayton Safey joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign of Meyer. Proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. 24-7, everything you need with the show is available at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with DraftKings' biggest payouts ever. So why bet on the NBA anywhere else? Bet on the Pistons or your favorite NBA team throughout the season. And right now, get that stepped-up same-game parlay boost up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simon. What's up, Michigan? It is our number two on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show we're heard on 19 fabulous stations. For the one close to you, go to the huge show.net. Superfly Hayes he is our executive producer. He tells me, Jeff Risden, Rizzy will be in the hizzy from the lionswire.com and the Detroit Lions podcast. As I mentioned in hour number one, how many of you thought Rodgers was going to throw that TD pass and your hearts were going to get ripped out and stomped on at the end? But the Lions defense, the much maligned Lions defense decided to step up and make plays. This was the year, folks. When I look at the Vikings and now adding Hawkinson, who's going to be an all-pro because he's playing in that offense. 
I get you want to be happy about, hey, we beat a dysfunctional Green Bay Packers team. Aaron Rodgers, all his complaining that we've seen the last couple of years, you know behind closed doors, the players, that has to drive them nuts and coaches. Prima Donnas, who want their way, who want their name on the show, who want everything about them. Huge this, huge that. Huge opinion, huge blog, huge show, huge network. Superfly's like, what do I get? Superfly sent me a note earlier. You know, I was talking with my dad, and you're kind of like Aaron Rodgers. You take up all the salary cap, you want everything your way, and when it doesn't go right, you blame everybody else, including me. And then his dad did put in the note, the only thing missing, you never dated supermodels or actresses. Oh, yes, I have. Hammer and Hank Hayes, afraid to ask your son and me to golf with you in Magic because we beat you now. But before you could beat us. So you just wanted little horses in the race that had no chance because you and Magic Man are secretariat. And sea biscuit. How'd we go there from the Lions? I don't Superfly. Sometimes I wonder how we go anywhere on this show. So Jeff Risden, uh, in a few moments, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com. Here's another show of hands. How many of you saw that coming? I didn't. Off the tunnel fiasco. They found a way to sack up and go get that W. And they're back in the bowl conversation. We'll talk to Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. Jeremy Reisman, Lions Pride. I like him. He's a blogger. He has his own opinions. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, Grand Couch, opinion maker from the Lansing State Journal and the Couch of the Rube podcast. Mondays feel better when all the teams win. The only team right now in the state that I have major issues with are the Pistons because they play zero defense. Matter of fact, the NBA a month in is already to the point where guys check out in games and they don't even play. I'm serious. NBA needs to go to that old CBA rule where you got a point for one and a quarter and make these games worth something. There's horrible basketball in the NBA right now. Horrible. Look at the Pistons. They don't even try. One night they can beat Golden State, and the next night it's Olay, Olay, Olay. We're not going to play any D. Play defense. If you're that athletic to be in the NBA, you can move your feet and hands and keep somebody in front of you, put up your hand without fouling, step back, slide, and play defense. Oh, but it's the NBA where they just take nights off. Already a month in. I saw a game where like, so there's 12 minutes in a quarter. Maybe it was the Clippers or the, I forget who, had six points in eight minutes in an NBA game. I can get 10 points in eight minutes in an NBA game. Yeah, and I want that highlight reel. My shorts hanging down to my ankles and I'm dropping trays. Pistons need to play some defense. Kate Cunningham has got to be a both ends of the floor guy. If you want to be known 
as one of the best in the game. You got to be, James Harden doesn't play both ways. Durant doesn't play both ways. LeBron used to play really hard both ways, and now the Lakers are just a soap opera. Russell Westbrook, how can he not shoot? You're that fast. You're that athletic. I've had what? What are the Pistons building for now? Huh? Huh? What? So I got a lot to get to. So much for the happy hour. There should be one hour a week where people are like, you know what? Huge doesn't get mad. He's just happy. And it'd be the huge happy hour. Presented by Bud Light or McUltra. And then let me drink six or eight beers live on air. and It'll become an Andrew Dice Clay concert. Let's go talk to Jeff Risden, LionsWire.com. Detroit Lions podcast co-host. He's standing by on the Meyer guest sign. How you doing, Jeff? It's good to be with you. I'll try to make you happy, Bill. How's that? Yeah, you know, the Pistons really bother me how they can just not show up, especially home games, not play any defense, look like they don't care. That is the bad side of the NBA. It really is. You know, we, it, uh, granted, I haven't watched a lot of their games, but in games that I've seen, it, they are tuning out the messenger in the way that the Lions defensive backs were tuning out the messenger in Aubrey mm. Pleasant. And we saw what happened when that obstacle got removed or changed. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that, that Dwayne Casey needs to go, but uh, because, they, because I don't follow the Pistons as closely as I do the Lions, but man, uh, something ain't right there. And uh, they're not as good as their talent says they should be, and that's that's never a good thing. Well, Casey's too nice. Even after they have a pathetic performance, he's the type of guy that goes, you know what, we're close. And, and those are the things that you mentioned Campbell, he has to get away from. He seems like the type of guy, at least from what we watched in Hard Knocks, that will rip a guy a new one if he has to and pat him on the back if he has to. He doesn't have to protect everybody at an after-game presser or a Monday presser. I don't like that at all. And what we saw this past Sunday, yesterday... Jeff, was an inspired effort, the same type of play that I watched in the Philly and Washington games. And and we haven't seen that, especially on the defensive side of the ball in a long time. Maybe first half of the Cowboys game, they played with that same fire. Yeah, and, and they kept it up the entire game. And right. that was the impressive part to me was they, they played a full game yesterday. Now, the, the, you do have to factor in, the Packers are terrible, uh, oh. and Aaron Rodgers has become terrible. But these are still games that the Lions have been losing for a long time. Like they haven't been able to take advantage of an of, of an opponent that's down and injured. Um, what, what was it? Seven Packers left yesterday's game with injuries. Uh, a couple of them season ending, unfortunately. Um, but you still have to go out and make the plays to do it. And, and for once, the Lions did it. And so, you know, I don't want to give too much credit to the Lions for, for taking advantage of, you know, the opportunity. But at the same time, we haven't seen them take advantage of an opportunity like that. And the fact that they did it, and they did it relatively confidently, like you didn't see them pressing at the end of that game. They weren't, you know, to Dan Campbell's you know, the point that he talks about all the time is we just got to keep doing more of it, and eventually it will, will pay off. That message did work yesterday. Uh, and, and I think that they didn't necessarily press too hard or, or choke on, on it. They, they, good Lord, they tried in that last drive. But they, they got it done. 
Uh, and uh, I'm very happy about that. I'm I'm pleased that the message got through, and I'm I'm so happy for those guys on defense. They've been through a lot. You know, you, you lose you lose a popular position coach because you're not playing well and because you're not doing as well as you should be. I think they took that to heart. I think you saw you know, Jeff Okuda came out, Kirby Joseph. My goodness, what what a fantastic game! You saw those guys play a different style and and, and more confident style. Um, and if that was a tribute uh, in honor of, of Aubrey Pleasant, who's no longer with the team, then then God bless him. And Jacobs, uh, who I know you like and have talked about all season long. And by the way, Jeff Risden from the Lionswire dot com, and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find just search that. On YouTube, he's checking in on the Meyer guest line. Just start to finish, inspired effort. I did think at the end, though, knowing the Lions, and I think a lot of us felt that way as fans and also as uh, writers like yourself and me, a broadcaster statewide, I really thought even for how bad Rodgers was, it was going to be so Lions if he threw a touchdown pass at the end to beat him. And, and weren't we all expecting that? Yes. I mean, I, so so a little you know, peek behind the veil here. We tend to try to write the end of the, the final the game story before the game ends. And I had two different ones going yesterday. I had one that was writing about the, the collapse that we all knew was coming. Uh, and I'm very happy that I get to trash that one. because it, it was certainly a possibility. I will say that I didn't flesh it out as well as I normally do. Uh, but then again, this game was over, you know wasn't over until you know very late. It took to the last drive. There's so many times though where you know you're you're leaning on the good or the bad, and, and you tend to just focus and write the bad. And then a lot of that again, Green Bay is terrible. Uh, I, I can't overstate how bad they are this quickly. Uh, it, it's rough there. Now a lot of that is with injuries. Uh, their offensive line. Um, and, but, and by the way, um, talking about stupid coaching decisions that you see. You run a gadget play at the goal line to an injured left tackle, leaking him out in the pass. For that, that's, the, that's the pass that Hutchinson picked off. What a ridiculous play call. Uh, that, that tells you how desperate Green Bay is, and it's not working for him. So, you know, the, if, you're, if you're one of those people that likes to take solace in the misery of others, uh, the, the Packers are a very happy, uh, what was that, Schadenfreude? Uh, they're giving you a lot of that as a Detroit fan right now. How they ever let Devontae Adams go while they had Rodgers is one of the biggest bonehead front office moves I've ever seen in the NFL. Yeah, and, and you can tell that it really bothers Rodgers, you know, the, the fact that they haven't taken first-round receivers, the fact that Jordan Love is still over there on the bench. You saw it yesterday in the game when he was walking off the field. He would not look at his coaches. He walked straight past them, sat down on the bench, but the hat on, if anybody came and sat next to him, he didn't acknowledge that they were there. He looked completely checked out on his team. And uh, unfortunately, you know, that, that's not necessarily a new development for them. So, look, it, it, it's – I know we're supposed to be talking about the Lions here, but for the Packers, man, they're, they're very precariously balanced because they are paying Aaron Rodgers next year I think it's $14 million more than what the Lions are paying Jared Goff. And right now – they're kind of the same guy, uh, and that's not me saying that Jared Goff is good either. That that's just where Aaron Rodgers is with the team that's that's around him. So, you know, uh, be happy with the win for Detroit. I, I certainly am. I'm, I'm ecstatic that they're look. They went from the number one overall pick to the number five overall pick. They beat Chicago next week, and by the way, they can. 
they could realistically end next week one game out of the wild card spot in the NFC. That's how crazy and, and watered down and, and wishy-washy this season is. Uh, I don't expect them to make the playoffs. As we talked about on Friday, I still think this is a 4-13 and team. But, man, they're, it was great to see some signs of life and great to beat the Packers. In Ford Field, you know, feel the energy of that. That's that was something that, that we all needed as Lions fans and as the one pride nation. And I'm very happy that they delivered on that. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com at J-E-F-F-R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. Also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find that weekly broadcast. Just search that on YouTube. Talking about the Lions win over the Packers. Is there anything cosmetic about this win that hides some areas that still need major improvement for the Lions if they want to be a 4-5-6 win team? Yeah, they're going to have to get more out of Jared Goff. He did not play well yesterday. Uh, he, now, he did. Uh, I will give him credit on the touchdown pass that he threw to, to Shane Zilstra. That is a play that they have run in almost every game, and he has never progressed that far in his in his route progressions to get to that. Some of that is the fact that the Packers' pass rush just wasn't there, and, and give the Lions' offensive line some credit for that. But he's got to he's got to see those types of things more often. Uh, I, I typically do the film watch on Tuesday, so I haven't gotten around to it this week yet. But the last three or four games, he has just missed seeing open, wide open big opportunity, big play chance potential, and he's not seeing it because he's not even looking for it. And look, this is what happened at the beginning of last year when the Lions offense was so terrible, was he was a one-read guy reading the, reading the field short to long. He's gotten a, better, a little bit better at that, but man, it, it's got to get back to the way it was at the beginning of the season when he was reading the field long to short, looking for his most favorable options, Reading the defense and understanding the personnel that's on the field, he's still not doing a very good job at that. And until that happens, they're going to need breaks and, and mistakes by the opposing team, which we saw Green Bay do a couple times. That, that, that's still the only way that this offense is going to find success, um, unless Goff goes back to being the guy that he was in Philadelphia and Washington early on and in Seattle. And uh, it, it's getting tougher and tougher to find that guy, man. One guy that changes this team, when Swift is in the lineup, when he's in a uniform on a Sunday contributing, he creates a diversion that gives Goff a chance. And I agree with you. I forget what play it was uh, where he threw, I think, the pick underneath and somebody streaking free for a touchdown straight down the middle. Yep. That happens every week, literally every week. And that, that's got to stop. Uh, as far as Swift goes, uh, God, I wish he would want to be on the field more than he is. And uh, I, I don't, I don't want to call his toughness into question, but I will say that uh, he's not been this healthy this point in the season in his career, and he still can't reliably stay on the field. Um, whether it's you know whether he keeps aggravating the shoulder injury, um, which apparently happened a little bit yesterday, or. You know, the, the staff is just worried about him and his mindset. I don't know, but it, it, he's got to he's got to prove that he wants to stay on the field and can stay on the field. And right now, those aren't necessarily things that he's proving to the coaching staff uh, in practice and in games. And that's that's frustrating because man, he is a game changing talent when he's out there, especially as a receiver. Uh, we see the two weeks in early caught the touchdown pass um, 
uh, in week eight and then had a beautiful route, the same route uh, in week nine, uh, the little Texas route coming out of the, the backfield. Nobody can stop that. Uh, and that, that's a fantastic play to run on second, second and five or in the red zone. And uh, the fact that they can only run it once or twice a game because Swift just physically can't stay on the field, that, that's really frustrating. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, one of our Lions NFL insiders. Also, the Detroit Lions podcast is a must-listen. Uh, you can follow them on Facebook and Twitter, but you can listen uh, to the podcast live and also the archived, archived, archived version. Uh, just search Detroit Lions podcast <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, I when the Lions win, uh, Mondays are better. Uh, that's just a fact. And I still, there, there's things I question, like, uh, the empty backfield early in the game when they go for it. I really don't have too many issues with going for it, but three points to start the game kind of let everybody get lathered up. Uh, you get a show pass. Uh, I I still don't – I know a lot is on golf, and we see those open receivers deep, Jeffrey, but I, I, I still don't like the rhythm of this offense at times. It, it is amazing when we watch the Lions go to work against Seattle, a team that's on their way – to the playoffs, and we'll see that offense just click or the first half against the Dolphins or the first half against the Commanders, second half against the Eagles, who are the best team in pro football, and yet they, they can quickly disappear. So is that play calling or is it all on golf? No, some of it's certainly on golf, but they also, they, I don't think that we do have to remember that Ben Johnson is a rookie coordinator yeah. and he's making some rookie mistakes. The, the the fourth down play that you talked about at the beginning of that game, when you go empty on your backfield set in that situation, you're inviting the pass rush to come at you with a quarterback who doesn't handle pressure well and can't move. That's just a stupid play call. Amen. Um, and that's not that that's not golf's fault. That that's that's Ben Johnson's call. Like uh, if you're gonna, I tend to think that Dan Campbell is a little too aggressive on fourth downs, but that was not a situation where he was too aggressive. That's a rotten play call from his offensive coordinator, and he needs to let Johnson know that uh, to understand that. What, what does your offense do well? What do they not do well? And stop doing plays that you don't do well on fourth down. That's been the case too far too often. Uh, it leads me to want them to just take the field goal. And, and by the way, had they taken the field goal, that last Green Bay drive wouldn't have mattered. But uh, you know, I, I get why he went for it, and, and you know, analytically speaking, he's making the correct choice most of the time in going for it. You got to call better plays than that, man, and that's that's been a big source of frustration for me. That's something we're going to talk about on the podcast tomorrow night. We got that queued up uh, for one of, the, one of the primary topics: uh, the, the decisions on fourth down versus the play calls on fourth down. They are not being in the middle, unfortunately. You can follow everything Lions, LionsWire.com, and also that Detroit Lions podcast. Just search for that on YouTube, Jeff Risden. Uh, we'll talk to you later in the week, my friend, okay? Sounds great. Thank you. All right, Jeff Risden, his thoughts on the Lions win over the Packers yesterday. Bud Light, the huge question of the day. Good and bad you took from the Lions win, the Michigan State win, the Michigan win. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, uh, will join us here in about 10 minutes. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Right now, everyone can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. With DraftKings' biggest payouts ever, why bet on the NBA anywhere else? 
So check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props on what they score, rebounds, three-pointers, dunks, and more. With payouts bigger than ever, as I mentioned, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers uh, use that when you sign up. And you can place a stepped-up same-game parlay to boost your winnings up to 100%. That's for everybody. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. 10-plus legs required for the 100% boost. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash basketball turns, but always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. After downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get those promo hookups. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Rock and country music's hardest hitters join forces. Five Finger Death Clutch. Brantley Gilbert. With special guest Corey Marks. November 9th, Van Andel Arena. On sale now with Ticketmaster.com. Five Finger Death Punch's new album, Afterlife, out now. Five Finger Death Punch and Bradley Gilbert, live. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Get your Thanksgiving meal for less at Meyer. With Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound, limit two. And shop our everyday low prices across the store on items like King's Hawaiian Rolls, Meyer Frozen Steamable Sweet Corn, and Meyer Cream of Mushroom Soup. And get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store or online. Plus, get free delivery with your $25 purchase of Meyer, True Goodness, Frederick's by Meyer, or Purple Cow Food Products. Get your Thanksgiving meal for less at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Tom has stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. 
Live across Michigan, Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, one of the best in the business. We always originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studios. So I didn't expect the Lions to win. Didn't expect Michigan State to win. Didn't expect Michigan to look that bad against Rutgers in the first half. But you know what? Lions gave us the improbable win. Their defense stepped up, start to finish. And Michigan State, considering everything this team has been through, including the fallout of the tunnel at the big house, that that might have been the most impressive win I've seen from Mel Tucker. Somehow they threw even bonehead coaching decisions like throwing the ball late in the game. Can't blame the coaches for missing a field goal. They were looking to put the game away. But to leave Champagne with that win, and I get it's one game at a time and code speak, but they have a shot at a bowl game. And if this team, as I said in our number one, if Michigan State ends up in any bowl after the incredible roller coaster ride, some self inflicted, some bad luck, part bad decisions by players, including the tunnel, that would be one hell of a signature season. For Tucker and his team. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider is standing by on the Meyer Guest Line. And Comp, 16 and a half point underdog on the road. You still had the tunnel story was there, you know, through Friday last week. And Michigan State finds a way to get on that plane home with a W in Champaign. Yeah, it was, it was impressive just the focus they had last week. With everything that was going on and some of the changing roles, I mean, when you have changing roles going into the last two-thirds of the season and still not sure what you're going to see at defensive end with Jalen Hunt getting his first career start, he's a defensive tackle making his first career start at defensive end because of everything that had gone on and doing it against a very good Illinois rushing attack. You know, Chase Brown went into the game, ranked number one in the country, in rushing, the, the nation's leading rusher. He had a good game. He's the Illinois running back. He's gained over 100 yards in every game this year. But Michigan State held him to four yards per carry. Didn't have the big home run. And uh, Michigan State was good in the red zone again. Very good on fourth down. And late in the third quarter, Michigan State was there leading the game 23-7. to Pretty shocking. Like you said, Michigan State made some mistakes late in the game. Illinois made a run. But Michigan State got out of there with a victory. And if they win their next two, they'll get to 6-5. and five. With a chance to go to Penn State to finish out 7-5, and five, that would be a good credit for this team. I saw uh, a note that Michigan State has started 24 different players on defense this year. That's what they said in the telecast. I'd kind of lost count. Pretty much a different starter at all 11 positions, plus a couple of others. 24 different starters on defense this year, you know, through eight or nine games. Um, good performance by Michigan State, and you know, I feel good for those players, that have, those of whom that have done the right thing all along. You know, you start to think about this, that if they could close out the season with four wins in a row, and that would include, like we said, Indiana Rutgers and winning at Penn State, 
they could go from no bowl to a Florida bowl. Yeah, I think that's possible. If you if you win your last four and you win at Penn State, and the Michigan State Penn State game has produced some surprises here and there. It's usually a very interesting, entertaining game. And if you, if you do that and you beat Penn State, you go to seven and five. I think you would climb up the bowl rankings in the Big Ten, partly because the middle portion of the Big Ten is such a mosh pit of parody, if that's what you want to call it. Every time you think that Purdue is good, they drop a couple of games. Every time you think that Iowa is trash, they win a couple of games. So what it's all going to look like after Thanksgiving weekend, if you're 7-5, and five, you, you might be more shiny than, than, than most of those other teams that are in the middle stages of the Big Ten. So that's what Michigan State's going to try to do. Today at the press conference, Mel Tucker was asked about that. And after the game on Saturday in Illinois, Xavier Henderson was asked about that. Hey, you've won this game. Now do you think about getting to six wins and becoming bowl eligible? Both men said no. They're not thinking about bowl eligibility. They're not thinking about winning out. Xavier Henderson says, we are a next game team. Whatever the next game is, they're focused. Tucker says we got to focus on the next game, today's practice, the next meeting, the next weightlifting session. That's how they've managed to stay together this year through all of the ups and downs, especially the downs. And that's what they're going to continue to do, and it'll be interesting to see what the wins and losses will look like as they maintain that focus. Tom, I'll uh, get your thoughts later in the week on uh, Michigan State this weekend. Appreciate the update on the win at Illinois. That sounds great, Bill. Thanks a lot. All right, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, the MSU Insider. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign, and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. Another angle on the Lions win over the Packers, Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit Insider. He'll join us next from the Motor City. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener in GR will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash. Every Saturday in November, each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. 
grab buckets of cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use the promo code HUGE when you sign up to get all the hookups. Let's go talk about the Lions. Start to finish. Defense was on fire. Place was rocking in downtown Detroit. Jeremy Reisman is an insider when it comes to Lions in the NFL with pride of Detroit. He checks in here on the Huge Show across Michigan and Jeremy, on a scale one to ten, how surprised were you by the Lions' defensive performance yesterday? Oh man, uh, prob- probably around an eight, maybe eight and a half. Um, I thought the Lions had a chance to to win over over the Packers yesterday, but I did not think they would do it off the uh, off the tails of their uh, of a defensive performance. And you know, there was obviously signs that that the Packers are having their their own issues offensively. Um, and but but a lot of a lot of people in Detroit were expecting it to be a, a, a get right game for the for for the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers, and it turned out to be a get right game for uh, for the Lions' pass defense, which uh, which was a welcome surprise. What players, if you had to list three stars, uh, star one, star two, star three for the Lions uh, that were instrumental in that victory, that maybe uh, the fans watching didn't notice, but you did. Who would those be? Oof. Well, I mean. I think everyone noticed Kirby Joseph, and, and he has to just be at the top of the list, whether whether it's a surprise or not, because his two interceptions were huge, and uh, really he had a, another pass defense that was uh, big on a, a downfield shot from Aaron Rodgers right up, up the middle, and uh, I, I think people might sleep on on him as a run defender. He had ten tackles uh, on Sunday as well, so he has to be number one. Um, I would say you know Derek Barnes, maybe maybe also not a huge surprise, but. Uh, um, we, we heard Dan Campbell today kind of go out of his way and say that was the best game that he's seen Derek Barnes play, who came in for, for Malcolm Rodriguez, a, a rookie that a lot of people have given a lot of credit to, but maybe have slept on, on Derek Barnes since uh, you know uh, last year's draft pick hasn't maybe lived up to his expectations, um, but definitely a, a big force on, on Sundays, um, especially when, when the Packers got down into the red zone, um, had a couple big tackles there. Um, I would say probably beyond that, I would I would even say Will Harris. Um, you know, a guy that that really Lions fans have kind of given up on, um, hasn't really found a, a place where he can stick on the Lions roster. He's tried safety, he's tried outside corner, but he's been playing nickel lately. And I thought he did a really really good job uh, against the Packers. Again, had a couple big pass breakups, uh, good against the run. He's a physical guy, so um, really everyone in that kind of Lions secondary really stepped up in, in a big way against the Packers, and uh, that's that's promising towards the future because a lot of those guys are, are really young guys. What did the defensive play of the Lions that was instrumental on 
terms or in terms of why they won the game, but uh, what was mask that you didn't like from the Lions, even though they won based on that defensive performance? Yeah, you know, I, I still think there's some pass rush issues. Um, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers had, had plenty of time to throw on, on Sunday, and part of that is just Aaron Rodgers. He's very good at navigating the pocket and, and, and extending plays, but, um, you know, he, he rushed for two long rushes on, on third and long, the third and 10 and the third and 16. I think he converted both with his legs, and that's due to both a lack of pass rush and kind of um, a, last, a lack of gap integrity. Um, from from those uh, guys on the defensive front, and that's a big deal, especially when you got someone like Justin Fields waiting next week, who's setting records with how many yards he's rushing as a quarterback. So um, that's an issue that's really lasted all season, and they they still haven't figured it out. It's nice to see that them figure out some things on the back end, but I think there's plenty still on the front end that that they need to figure out, and and maybe that got masked uh, on Sunday just because the back end was playing so well. So how many wins? Uh, was that an aberration, W? Is there momentum they could build off of, Jeremy? I, this team has been incredibly tough to read week to week, uh, all season long. Uh, maybe the first two weeks they had a consistency going until the play call at the end against the Vikings. Uh, do they yeah. use this as a springboard to have a strong finish like they did last year? Um, maybe. Uh, I, I think the schedule eases up a bit. There's there's some winnable games on, on the schedule Maybe, maybe including next week against the Bears. Um, you know, they still have the Jaguars to go. Um, you know, uh, they, they get to play the Packers again. They get to play the Bears on the road. I think they have a shot against the Vikings. They're a team that they almost beat on the road. So I, I don't know if this is like a momentum starter necessarily, but I would say just, I mean, they, they've been close in a lot of contests early in the season. And, and when you look back on them, a lot of those games are against teams that are that are competing for playoff spots now, and um, I think I think just because the schedule eases, eases up a little bit, um, they're going to have an opportunity to, to notch a couple more wins. I wouldn't expect this team to you know make a you know a five game winning streak and, and contend for a wild card spot or anything like that. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them pick up you know three, maybe even four more wins uh, along the way. So finishing with with five or six, which is not that much below expectation, I think at the beginning of the season, but. Still probably a disappointment for most fans. Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, uh, insider talking Lions in the NFL. Thank you, my friend, for your huge opinion on the game yesterday. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks for having me. All right, Jeremy Reisman checking in on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. Time to check in on what's on tap at all the brands. Steakhouse and Grills, your home for every Lions, Michigan and Michigan State game all season long. For the brands close to you, go to brands.com. Locations across the huge radio network. You'll find the brands in Bay City if you're listening on 100.9 FM. The brands in Caledonia, just south of Grand Rapids. If you listen on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. You also can find the brands in Holland, off of US 31 in James. Johnny Brands in Granville, west of GR. Brands on Leonard. Another Johnny Brand location off of 131, downtown GR. And Mike Brand Sr. at the Brands in Cascade, just east of GR. Lunch, dinner, game day, play day, work day. All of your brand's favorites ready for pickup or delivery. Just go to brands.com and place your order. That is brands.com. But watch 
Every Lions, Michigan and Michigan State game on all the TVs at all brands, steakhouse and grills across the Michigan Sports Network for the one close to you. Go to brands.com. We do have our Bud Light huge question of the day. Good and bad you took from Michigan, Michigan State, and Michigan, all three posting W's over the weekend. You can join in 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Our social network interaction is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, who now will play home games at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. First home game is Thursday night, and Thursdays they'll have their $2 hot dogs and $2 beers. Every Thursday home game at Van Andel with the Grand Rapids Gold. Tuesday home games, Tuesday promotion. Buy one ticket, get one free for Tuesday home games with the Grand Rapids Gold. And the family package will be available on Sunday home games. So 50 bucks gets you four tickets to the game and $20 concession voucher. It's a pretty cool deal. Find out more, just follow Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and join Superfly and myself. We'll be there courtside Thursday night for game one at the van. The Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold, now calling Van Andel Arena home in downtown GR. And I like the three promotional nights that will be consistent throughout the season. Buy one ticket, get one free on Tuesdays. $2 beers and $2 hot dogs on Thursdays. And the family four-pack for 50 bucks with $20 concession voucher. That's a huge deal. Stay up to date on all the promotions, schedule, and everything. Just search Grand Rapids Gold. Google them and follow them, like I said, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On the way, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com on Michigan, now ranked number three in America. And what about making it to the college football playoffs, even if they lose at Ohio State? We'll talk about that with Ballas, Graham Couch on Michigan State's improbable win at Illinois and more. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can get boosted winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays with DraftKings' biggest payouts ever. So why bet on the NBA anywhere else? Bet on the Pistons or your favorite NBA team throughout the season. And right now, get that stepped-up same-game parlay boost up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? 
It's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1 866 838 HUGE. That's 1 866 838 4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time for our number three on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. Superfly Hayes is producing this broadcast inside this hour. Conversation on number three, Michigan. I thought they might move to number two, but when Notre Dame hammered Clemson Saturday night in South Bend, Ohio State owns a victory over Notre Dame. Reality is... As good as Michigan has played, especially the second halves in the Big Ten games, their biggest win is Penn State. That's it right now. They control their own destiny. They will not be denied the college football playoff if they went out and beat Ohio State. I think that will be enough to get them into the college football playoff. Even if they would get upset in the Big Ten championship game because the college playoff committee does look at your full season of work and you'd have that win over number two, Ohio State. I was watching Tennessee get knocked off by Georgia. Alabama lose, Clemson lost. And my first thought was, hey, the loser of Michigan, Ohio State will end up in the college football playoff without having to go play in a conference championship game. Then you step back and you think, okay, Tennessee has a pretty good resume. Hammered LSU and Brian Kelly at LSU. Beat Alabama, right? I'm just doing the math here. And you're the college football playoff committee, and there's a one-loss Tennessee team at the end of the season. And there's a one-loss Michigan team. That's a no-brainer that Tennessee gets a spot over Michigan. That goes back to what I said about the three non-conference games. That you didn't put a big boy game in the middle. You need to do that. Especially if you're at Michigan's level right now. But if Michigan wins out, there's no debate. Matter of fact, I'll say this. If they went out and beat Ohio State, win the big... On the road in Columbus... They will move to the number one overall seed in the college football playoff. They will. There'll be an incredible argument that Georgia, yes, beat Tennessee, but not in Knoxville, in Athens. And then the Big Ten West, good luck on trying to figure out who's going to end up in Indy to play the winner of Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah, if if you're looking at Tennessee right now, they have wins uh, over Florida, LSU, Alabama, Kentucky when they were ranked, and Michigan's best win. I'm not saying they're overrated. I think Michigan's defense, I think their offense, I think they have an edge, like Shiano said. But their resume, if they're in an argument as a one-loss team, they're undefeated, and they won at Columbus, it's over. I think they're in. They could be that one-loss team, even if they would get upset in the Big Ten championship game. Because then you're going to sit down and say, okay, Tennessee, um, 
you did beat Alabama at home. You won at LSU 40-13, which is pretty darn impressive. At the time, Pitt was ranked when they beat Pitt in OT. But if Michigan has that win at Columbus against the number two team in the country, now you're in the conversation for that spot, even if you were upset in the Big Ten championship game. But what Michigan can control is by winning their remaining games, they are assured of being in the college football playoff and whoever comes out of the West won't help them. That's why there was that quasi-rooting for Illinois if you were a Michigan fan that you wanted them to keep winning when Michigan would beat them and maybe beat them twice, have to come back and beat them in the Big Ten championship game. If the argument is a one-loss Michigan team who would lose at Columbus, let's say it's a great game, 35-34 Ohio State wins, and Michigan is an 11-1 team. And Tennessee wins out, which they should, against Missouri at South Carolina. That could be that could be one of those trap games and at Vanderbilt, which will be all Tennessee fans in the stands in Nashville. So you have an 11-1 Tennessee team, 11-1 Michigan team, if they would lose at Ohio State. Tennessee wins that debate in the college football playoff based on the strength of schedule and quality wins. They do. They really do. Now, I think if Michigan wins at Ohio State, like I said, and they get upset in the Big Ten title game, then Michigan has a pretty good argument because they just won at Ohio State over Tennessee. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan insider, is standing by on the Meyer guest sign. And man, Chris, uh, Saturday was just a crazy day start to finish in college football, wasn't it? It was fun. It's that time of year, man, in November. And when your team is playing for something in November and the team you're covering, it makes it that much more fun. And when you have a night game, you get to watch all these games. And had had an idea that Georgia was probably going to win that game handily. And I predicted that Illinois would lose one more before the Michigan game. I did not think it would be Michigan State, especially with all their guys out. So hats off to them and what they accomplished there. But it pretty much assures that the Big Ten West champion is going to have three losses, Bill. And what a crappy division that is, huh? Yeah, that's what I, I I think based on what's happening right now and the TV networks pumping billions uh, into the Big Ten pocketbooks of all teams that the divisions are done as soon as they can do it. Without question. Yeah, when you get UCLA and USC here, and there will be some other Pac-12 teams that come over as well, that's going to do it, and you're going to see more matchups. And that's not going to. That's not really going to bode well for a team like Michigan because TV is driving a lot of these matchups, like you said. They're going to want to see them play USC every other year and UCLA. So there are going to be a lot of games on that schedule. For example, Nebraska was thought it was thought Nebraska was going to be good, and after Michigan played Wisconsin like four or five times, you know, as the crossover game, they had Nebraska on the schedule for six straight years, Bill, is how it was going to play out. So you're going to see that for Michigan. It doesn't really bode well, but it will be interesting to see which games are protected and which ones aren't now. You know, if, is Michigan-Michigan State going to be every year? 
uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case anymore. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, I agree with most of your argument. Uh, the one thing I would say, Bill, is can you imagine the blowback if there would be three SEC teams when you've got a bunch of other one-loss teams out there? Uh, I think that the SEC is top-heavy, and if you look at strength of schedule from the top down, uh, there are some really bad teams in the SEC, too. So it's going to be fascinating to see what the criteria is for the selection committee. But, again, like you said, if you win out, if you're Michigan, that's got to be your goal. And I think Michigan's got a, a solid shot to win in Columbus this year. I really do. If they can put four quarters together, because I'm trying to figure out, Chris, and you were there in New Jersey, and it's been the same M.O. Uh, all Big Ten season, starting with Maryland, that you're, you're like questioning the team. You're looking at what are they doing, and you go to halftime and you grab a cold one, or if you're there in the press box or somebody at their local pub, and you're like, are they really a top-four team? And then the second half... The entire season, they've showed everybody uh, that they deserve to be in the top four. They're a Big Ten title contender, and they look like a team that could be back in the college football playoff. The question is, why such a vast difference between the first half and second half for Michigan all season long? I'm talking inside Big Ten play. And the answer is it really doesn't matter, right? There's a reason that games are 60 minutes long. And so if, you know what, if you're playing a 30 minute game, you're probably approaching it differently than you are a 60 minute game. That game would have been a blowout on Saturday night from start to finish had two things not happened. One, JJ McCarthy overthrows Andrew Anthony on the second drive and then they get a punt blocked and all of a sudden it's a seven to seven game instead of a 14 to nothing game. But really what Michigan has had did in all of, all of these games is, is what they, they do. They wear you down with that running game, you know, what it's not a quick strike offense and and they don't make any bones about it they just come after you and by the third quarter you know what you're dominating continuing to dominate the statistically they're dominating first halves of games just like they are entire games uh maybe it's a bounce here maybe it's a you know what the blocked punt against michigan state it was the fumble by cornelius johnson but by the third and fourth quarters you know the last four games they've outscored them 100 to three so uh, that's why you look at final scores and not halftime scores and i'm sure that they're not going to apologize for for going out there and winning all of their games by more than one score with one exception, and that's Maryland, which played a good game and needed a late, meaningless touchdown to to cut into that one. So, um, bottom line is this team is grinding out wins and just imposing its will with that big offensive line, and that's exactly the way Jim Harbaugh wants to win. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer uh, guest line. So, the, their conditioning, their physical uh, side, uh, how everything just comes to life in the second half. It's almost like they're toying with Big Ten teams, and then they're like, here we go. Uh, here's your potential repeat Big Ten champion. And even a team now where Georgia's not the same Georgia they were last year, a team that could win a semifinal game and at least get to the national championship. Yeah, I think so. I think Georgia's still the best team, and I think they kind of turn it on. It's almost like they get bored, right, until they play somebody that challenges them. It was funny listening to the ESPN guys, and I think it was Pete Thamel said one coach told him that there's a path for Tennessee to score 50 points on Georgia at Georgia, which I thought was laughable. Uh, and there was no way that that was going to happen down there. And they were lucky to score 13, if we're being honest. So Georgia takes those games personally, and they have more talent than anybody. And when they come to play, like we saw against Michigan last year, year they you know what they're not going through the motions anymore when it's a big game they go out there and they play hard so uh and maybe it's the same with michigan at times but i will tell you this i have not seen 
in the years that I've covered Michigan football, a better run-blocking Michigan offensive line than this one. And I was looking back at some of the Boat Schembechler teams and watching the 1989 Michigan-Ohio State game on YouTube and the way they were blowing people off the ball. These guys take it personally. And it's not just the starters. When you get young guys in there, Giovanni Ohati, Raheem Anderson was a center in garbage time in that game. And Andrew Gentry, a true freshman who actually went on a mission, so he's a little bit older, but he's still a freshman. They were dominating guys at the line of scrimmage, and it starts with those veterans. There is a standard that these young guys want to emulate, and they are. So this line's going to be in pretty good shape for quite some time. So um, it's uh, to me, it's one of those things where, uh, you know what, you, you win. You're, they're winning the way that Jim Harbaugh wants to win, Bill. And to me, that makes it, by the, by the fourth quarter, they're wearing teams down. I think they could do that to just about any team in the country this year. And any team in the country would be the number two team in the country. And I think Ohio State stayed in front of Michigan based on ND beating Clemson and Ohio State beat ND uh, to start the season in Columbus. So if they were matching up tonight, Chris, Buckeyes and the Wolverines, what would you like about Michigan? You mentioned that offensive line, the ability to run yep. the football. I really think I think it's twofold, and it's similar to last year. You know, when Haskins ran all over him, run the football control the clock, and make C.J. Stroud get out of the pocket and not be comfortable. 100%. And I don't like his body language in some of these games. Like Michigan last year, uh, I saw it again this year against Notre Dame. I saw it against Northwestern. They looked very average. And I understand about the wind and the rain, but I'll say this. Nebraska was pounding the ball, or I'm sorry, Northwestern was pounding the ball down their throats when they were going against the wind. They knew they were going to run the ball. They knew they weren't going to try to throw it. And Northwestern was still moving the ball. That's one thing I like. This Ohio State team, to me, looks a lot like the Ohio State team last year. And that's why I'd like Michigan's chances in this game, because uh, first of all, the running game looks every bit as potent as it did last year, and they're getting stronger. Uh, number two, this defense looks like it might be even better than last year's. Now, the pass rush is starting to come on. They actually have more sacks this year, Bill, than they did last year at this time, and it's really not that close. You had two guys, two elite defensive ends, but they're finding different ways to get to the quarterback, and they're really confusing people on the back end the way that Mike McDonald's defenses did last year. Jesse Minter has taken it and run with it. Same formula, a little bit more responsibility on the defense some backs, but we're starting to see a kid emerge in Will Johnson, a five-star, who I think is going to be critical in that Ohio State game. He's one of those guys that can run with these Ohio State receivers, Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jr., for example. So uh, it's peaking at the right time for Michigan. So this, And really, their defense isn't that much better. Uh, I look at Penn State, put up 500 yards on them. They actually outgained them in that game. Northwestern outgained Ohio State in that game. And to me, they're kind of a paper tiger. Uh, I, I really believe that. They've got this explosive offense, but at the same time, you win games in the trenches. It doesn't matter what you run. You win and lose games in the trenches. I like Michigan on both sides of the ball in that respect. I agree. In Ohio State, I don't know the wind and uh, the rain and the weather uh, was a factor, but they've had those games that Ohio State, Ohio State teams do, and they're usually on the road uh, where you're like, they're not the same team at home or the same team when they're relaxed, like out in Pasadena. So, We'll see, man. Uh, Anything that concerns you about the remaining schedule before Michigan goes to Columbus? Nope. How's that? <laughs> uh, Nebraska's terrible, Bill, and uh, they, they should run over them. Uh, honestly, that's just a bad football team. There's a reason, I think, what, 29-point favorite? What, are the, what is it saying on the draft, DraftKings? I think well, the last I saw was 29-and-a-half-point favorite, yeah. Michigan over Nebraska on the DraftKings Sportsbook at Big Board, which, by the way, 
at halftime with Rutgers leading uh, the Michigan fan to have Michigan cover for them on the DraftKings uh, line was a beautiful thing for every Michigan fan listening because they didn't see that coming at halftime. No, they didn't. And then uh, Illinois uh, is kind of what we thought they are. They, they're they one-dimensional. They haven't played anybody. And Michigan State uh, went in there and really uh, they outplayed them, flat out outplayed them. And Illinois looked terrible. So if you can't pass the ball, there is no way that you're going to beat this Michigan team if you're not at least somewhat balanced. And that's a team that Michigan should handle. I would imagine Michigan will be about a 20-point favorite in that game against the Big Ten West uh, projected champion at this point, which is just an absolute joke. Isn't it crazy? You've got what's Wisconsin in there, they're probably going to be right up there after firing their coach with a chance to win the West in the last couple of weeks of the year. Uh, another reason, like you said, that divisions will be gone before you know it, and they got to even things out here, and I think they will. I agree. I, I think it's done. I, uh, UCLA, USC coming, uh, that you know, $7 billion plus, whatever the final number is on the TV deal, Chris, they're going to want uh, the two best teams to play each yep. other, which I ironically... Uh, if if we didn't have the divisions, you get a rematch of Michigan Ohio State the next week in Indy, just like you would have last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, let me ask you this: If you had to bet today, who would you think would win the the Big Ten West? Because we know Illinois is going to lose to Michigan. You know, it's going to come down to a tiebreaker, right? Uh, who is the best team in that division, in your opinion? Because I sure as hell can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm going probably with Minneapolis North High School uh, in the end. <laughs> They might be better. They might, they might be better than half. They the got. They over. play well in the snow. They run. Yeah. They run the hide the hoagie offense, which you can't see the ball. <laughs> They're terrible, man. Top to bottom, that is the worst. This is the worst Big Ten division that I've ever seen, and uh, just an absolute joke. That's why give us uh, the top two teams. We would have had back to back years of Michigan Ohio State rematches in the Big Ten Championship without the divisions. There almost should be, here. here's where you could do if you get pushback on the divisions, okay? You could say if if the Big Ten West champion is unranked, then the top two teams go. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great to me. And uh, I think I, we said, talked about this about two weeks ago too, Bill, how this could be the year that the whole playoff system finally implodes. I think it's a pretty much a guarantee at this point, right? Because Ohio State and Michigan both aren't going to lose more than one game uh, on the schedule. I think what Ohio State has Maryland left and, and somebody else that's no good. And um, So this is the year because Tennessee's probably going to have one loss. And you know what? Your, your SEC champion could be LSU with two losses and then what? So it's going to be a mess and uh, the expanded playoff can't get here soon enough. Hey, man. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider. You can follow everything University of Michigan Athletics football as the team now sits at number three as they head towards Columbus. Should be undefeated. What an epic matchup uh, that will be in one of the greatest rivalries in sports. And maybe the argument is there it's the best rivalry in college football today. Harbaugh has resurrected uh, the program, Wolverine.com. Also, Ballas and Doug Skeen do the weekly Michigan football podcast. You can hear this week's. Uh, that's up at the Wolverine.com. Chris, appreciate the update. We'll talk soon. You bet. Thanks, brother. Now, also, Michigan basketball, Purdue Fort Wayne tonight. So, Hoops is here, Michigan State, Northern Arizona. It's a beautiful thing. You want to join in our Bud Light Huge question of the day that you can answer. Good and bad for the Michigan State, Michigan, and Lions wins over the weekend. 
1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, all of our social network interactions presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. Their first home game in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena is coming up on Thursday night. Be a part of history. Get your tickets today. Just Google Grand Rapids Gold, Ticketmaster.com, Van Andel Arena box office, and also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Lions have finally done it after a tumultuous week that included the firing of defensive backs coach Aubrey Pleasant and training former first-rounder tight end TJ Hawkinson. The Lions won their second game of the season, beating the Green Bay Packers 15-9. Ranked as the fourth best offense in the league entering Sunday, it was actually all about the defense for the blue and silver to pull off the win. Defense picked off Aaron Rodgers three times. The rookies Kirby Joseph went two of those, and Edge Aiden Hutchison had the other. One sack and five hits on the quarterback. The Lions defense finally pulled through for a team that desperately needed them to. Kirby Joseph came up big. Hutch got one. But as a whole, that defense, man, they they, uh, they rose up. The Lions will now hit the road for two straight, beginning with the Bears this coming Sunday in Chicago at Soldier Field at 1 o'clock on Fox. Have you experienced Grand Rapids lately? The city is vibrant, growing, and offers up so much when it comes to entertainment, including two fantastic concert destinations, Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. Just Google Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall. You can get a list of the current shows with tickets on sale. Also, DeVos Place is the go-to show and convention destination on the west side of the state. And if you want to experience GR, go to experiencegr.com and plan your getaway to Grand Rapids and West Michigan. And speaking of West Michigan, I do want to salute the West Michigan Sports Commission for their journey on bringing Grand Rapids major sporting events and building a brand that's big not only on the west side of the state, in the state of Michigan, but across America. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, as we broadcast from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Michigan State Hoops, they begin tonight officially with Northern Arizona at the Breslin. And you have 
the post game, unbelievable, not celebration, but just the fact that with everything surrounding Michigan State football off the field and on the field, they went to Illinois and beat a highly ranked team, and they're still alive for a bowl game. Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, opinion maker, also Couch in the Rube podcast, available wherever you download podcasts. He's standing by on the Meyer guest sign. And Graham, how surprised were you that they beat Illinois? You know, uh, pretty surprised, especially given the conditions. I walked, you know, walking from my car to the, the stadium, I thought there's just, there's no way. Uh, it was, you know, wind gusts of well over 30 miles an hour, pretty sustained up in the 20s. Like, you, you couldn't throw the ball easily. And I just didn't think Michigan State could win in the trenches against an Illinois team that had been winning in the trenches to the degree that it would take to win that game. And that's where I was wrong. I mean, they were that was the best game in a lot of ways they played all season. And um, and, I, and I think some of that had to do with, uh, you know, I thought Peyton Thorne played a good game and all that stuff. But really, in the trenches on both offense and defense, they didn't get thrown off the ball. And they played well and um, as well as they have all year. Yeah, and... They had a they not a swagger, but just an intensity, and maybe they couldn't wait to get back to playing football after what they experienced at the big house on and off the field. And now they're projected. I saw the latest at CBSSports dot com to play Miami of Ohio in the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. I think any bowl would be very appealing to Mel Tucker and his team right now. Uh, how do you see this team finishing out the season? Well, it's a good question. I mean, obviously the way they were focused and dialed in against Illinois says good things about their ability to do that, their leadership, you know, some buy-in within the program and all that stuff. Um, you know, I don't think, certainly I look at the next two games as games for the first time in a while that they should be um, not gimmies by any stretch. Nothing's a gimme for this team, but games you would think they have a really good shot to win against Rutgers and Indiana. And then and we'll see against Penn State. So there's a pretty good chance they get to bowl uh, bowl eligibility, and, and and I don't know how important that is for this team. It's a good question because I do think you could make an argument that this coaching staff would be better off spending December only focusing on recruiting before that December twenty first signing day, rather than uh, you know preparing for a third tier tier bowl that doesn't give you a whole lot of juice. So I don't know how much that plays into things. I, I think in some ways what happened at, at Illinois was bigger than a bowl game in the sense that it um, it with the world sort of, you know, looking all eyes on them and blood in the water, so to speak, and thinking people thinking things might be falling apart. They reacted, they responded really well, and they beat an opponent that had been playing well. You think they're going to make a bowl game? Well, if you were writing a column tonight for the Lansing State Journal that uh, Graham Couch is predicting a bowl game, what would be your foundation for or against that prediction? Yeah, I just think they're they're – a more complete team than the next two opponents. And Indiana is really uh, sort of swirling the toilet here. Um, and I, I think that uh, Rutgers is a physically decent team. I mean, we saw it in the first half of Michigan. Uh, still some limitations. I think Rutgers will be an interesting game. To me, this is a test for Rutgers, too, to how do you bounce back from the emotional you know, big crowd, you're in it against Michigan, and things really go poorly. Uh, do you bounce back? And Because and, and, I don't think physically Michigan State's in a place where they can push Rutgers around either. They're going to have to play well to win that game. But um, I, I just think they're probably a little bit better than the next two teams, both in who they are personnel-wise and and also um, just sort of where they are in their season, especially Indiana. 
Your thoughts on Mel Tucker and what he'll take from this season, whether or not they get to a bowl game. I know they're trying to hold on to that recruiting class, something you pointed out a month ago on this show, Graham, how important it is to watch what happens in December uh, with those recruits. Uh, The state of Michigan State football, uh, how they finish out this season, that bowl game is very important in my mind. You know, um, I I, I think it is – it's really hard to say. I mean, there were what happened in Illinois was incredibly promising for them. It said a lot of good things that uh, Mel Tucker could get his team to respond like that, that they have the leadership in the program to do that sort of thing. I do think there are rough days ahead uh, in the interim before they have the players in the recruiting classes, if they're able to get them to really win. Like, I, I think next year's team could really struggle. And so... Uh, you know, people are going to have to be patient. They're going to have to look, you know, like people, there's a lot of talking about this being a program win against Illinois or a program month. And while that's true, that it doesn't necessarily lead to, you know, a, a run to a Big Ten championship next year. It's a longer deal than that. I still think uh, this recruiting class and the recruiting class after it will ultimately determine whether this thing's going to work with Mel Tucker. And so that's just more important than anything. And I do think from holding recruits uh, together and for other recruits seeing that things aren't falling completely apart. What happened last week was important. Continuing to win is important. And if that results in a bowl game, I think that's fine. Graham Couch, Couch in the Room podcast. Look for it wherever you download podcasts. Also, Opinion Maker, Lansing State Journal, and follow Graham on Twitter. My friend, always good to talk Michigan State sports with you. Look forward to talk, doing it again. Talk to you soon, Bill. All right, Graham Couch checking in on the Meyer guest line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. Now, if you miss any of our interviews, full hours, full shows, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show And you can enjoy our free podcast. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener in GR will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. 
imagine this? Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash. Every Saturday in November, each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. Grab Buckets of Cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Get more for your money this week at Meyer. Find savings like 10% off general merchandise apparel and shoes with Emberg's. Get $5 off instantly when you buy $40 of holiday decor, trees, lights, or ornaments in the seasonal department. And buy one, get one 50% off when you mix or match select toys from Barbie, Nerf, Hot Wheels, Disney Princess, Coco Melon, and more. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Get more for your money at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app. Always use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookups. That's promo code HUGE after you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Bud Light, huge question of the day, good and bad. From the Lions, Michigan and Michigan State wins over the weekend. I know I do sports talk radio where you need to break things down, but when the teams are winning, it really is a great feeling. You want to join in? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. All of our social network interactions are presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team. The Grand Rapids Gold, their first home game at Van Andel Arena is Thursday night. $2 beers, $2 dogs, every Thursday night home game. Get your tickets now. And the Van Andel Arena box office, Ticketmaster.com, and the usual ticket outlets. Let's go talk about Michigan football. Clayton Safey is standing by from the Wolverine Com. The Wolverines have announced that they're not showing up to the stadium until the second half of all remaining games. <laughs> That's right. It's been incredible just how good they've been in second wow. half over the last four. Yeah. After the last four games, 100-3, to three, they're outscoring their opponents. They're, I'm telling you that even if you roll back to the second half of Maryland, go, go through every Big Ten game, they look yeah. not only like a Big Ten champion in the second half, or halves, plural, Clayton, they look like a national champion. Yeah, potentially. I mean, they've been good in some of the first halves as well. It's been a few plays here and there that they've given up. If you look at Penn State, they dominated that first half, but Penn State had a couple plays. Kind of the same thing with Rutgers. You had the blocked punt. Uh, you know, they had the momentum, but 
those guys didn't flinch there either. Michigan State, they you know didn't quite getting get going offensively as much as you would have wanted, but you know you know they still looked solid in those first halves. But they just turn on the Jets. It seems like in the second half, and they have that gear that you're talking about, that national champion contender type of gear, that Big Ten champion contender type of gear. You want to put it together for 60 minutes, but hey, if it means that you you know you have to outscore a team 38 to nothing in the second half, and I know Rutgers isn't very good, but uh, then I think you'll take that too. It's still 52 to 17 win. You look around the country, you look at context. I mean, not every team's bringing it for 60 minutes. There, there are teams in big games uh, like Clemson that you know kind of flop a little bit. So for Michigan to come out a little you know, less focused against Rutgers in the first half, I think is is, is okay. You don't want to see it against Ohio State, and uh, but that's kind of its own beast. I mentioned earlier this hour, Clayton, that I don't know if these slow starts in the first half are by design. Because what they do after halftime is phenomenal. Coaching, adjustments, speed to the ball, offensive play calling, everything. Special teams go down the list. And I get not being up for a game or being flat because you had Michigan State the week before in Rutgers. But this is a common theme. And is it that they're just going to see where it's at, gauge it, and then they turn everything loose in the second half. What do you think about uh, why the second halves are so different from the first halves? And this has continued in every Big Ten game for Michigan. You bring up a good point. First, uh, I don't think it's by design. Harbaugh said on the radio today that uh, he told his team afterwards, hey, guys, you know, for a guy my age, uh, you know, give me a little warning maybe that that's going to happen beforehand because, uh, you know, it's a little scary as a coach. But you're right. I, I think you bring up a good point because – the way this team plays stylistically, and we were talking to Zach Zinter, starting right guard, who's had a fantastic season so far. You know, he, he talked about how they seem to be wearing teams down as the games go on. They feel like their conditioning is at a really high level. They're a physical team, and by the third, fourth quarter, these guys are wearing down a little bit on the other side. They're able to move guys easier. So I think you're right in that respect where the way Michigan's set up is kind of by design. Um, you know, they don't want to be in those situations where you're down. That was the only – you know, against Rutgers was the first time they were down at halftime all season, but they've been close. They were tied at Indiana. Um, so, yeah, certainly it's been kind of a, a theme a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's something where this Michigan team, you know, just kind of plays pretty consistent. And by the third, fourth quarter, the other team can't keep up, especially when they're inferior, like some of these other, uh, you know, opponents like a, like a Rutgers, for example. So, um, but yeah, they got to get off to a fast start. I will say they have scored touchdowns on I think seven of nine opening drives, so they're starting fast in that respect. Um, it's just kind of more so some of the things in between then and halftime. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking Michigan football. What was the uh, whether it was you or Chris or the Wolverine.com retweeted it that Michigan has not been tied or trailed in the fourth quarter all season long. Is that correct? Yeah, it's correct. And I think uh, going off of that, thinking back to some of these games as well, I think it's only been once or twice where the opponent has had the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to either tie or take the lead. So they've been up decisively in these games as well. It's really been the third quarters. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but looked at it a week or two ago, and they were outscoring opponents. Uh, they've only allowed six points all year in third quarter. So, they've, you know, it's probably close to 200 points now or over that after putting 28 on um, Rutgers in the third quarter this past weekend. So they've kind of just come right out of the gate uh, and, and done that. I think it's seven of nine now 
opponents have gone three and out to start third quarters in their first drive. So it's really the defense that's tightened up. And then the offense, you, you know, kind of keeps plugging away and wearing uh, teams down. And that's a hell of a formula. And uh, when you get a lead like that, your pass rush increases. I looked at the number a couple weeks ago. Michigan's pressure rate in the fourth quarter was higher than any team in the country. So they're kind of using that as Doug Karsh, the Michigan radio play-by-play man who does an outstanding job, made the comparison uh, that it's kind of like a closer in baseball. When you get that pass rush going late in the game, it can really shut the door on the other team. All right, Clayton, save it. Good stuff. You can follow everything. Michigan football, University of Michigan Athletics, and Michigan Hoops. They open up their regular season uh, tonight. All that at thewolverine.com. Clayton, uh, we'll talk later in the week. Thanks for having me. All right, Clayton Safey joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. 24-7, everything you need with the show is available at thehugeshow.net. Let's go to Connie and Flint, one of our huge audience members. Thanks for the wait. And you're on this broadcast across Michigan. Hello, Mr. Huge. How you doing? Well, I'm about... This is the first time call. Great. I want to hear some women calling in here. What's the matter with these sports-minded women? Why do you want to hear some women? Because they, they some of them are good sports people. Man, how, how old are you, Connie? 79. 79 years old. So you like to hear those little female voices on the radio, don't you? No, I just like to hear women get interested in sports. Really? Because you're I, 79. I love hockey. You love how you big wings fan? Yes. Who's your favorite wing? Shanahan. Shanahan. Is it, and is your wife around, Connie? My wife? Yeah. I am a female. Oh, I'm sorry. You're sorry. Your your man there did the same thing. (laughs) I'll be damned. Lost my identity. (laughs) I hope you choke to death, huge. I'm sorry, Connie. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mark. Not a lesbian either. <laughs> You're not a lesbian. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, you got your laugh for the day, didn't you? <laughs> now you got me doing it. Mother, did you? Did you, Mother? Mother, did you not? Oh, oh God, Connie! Oh, oh! That's the best laugh you've had all day. Is it, that's the best laugh I've had in a while, girl. <laughs> I, I got cursed with this low voice. You, I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, oh, don't be. Everybody does it. Every, <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it. And you got to tell everybody you're not a lesbian? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they ask me where my wife is. You know, laughing is good for you. Oh, I know, Connie. I know that. Well, I'm getting a good dose. Good dose. Of, good dose of healing right now. I'll have to call you more often. Yeah, well, you do that, Connie. You stay in touch, okay? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Flint Generals, too. All right, well, great. Uh, and when Chris Bird fights Tyson, I hope he just beats his butt. All right, Connie. Thank you so much.
You're welcome, Mr. Huge. See you, Mrs. Connie. <laughs> <laughs> Muller, Muller, did you did you did you ask the same thing? I called her sir. <laughs> Uh, man, I can't pay. I can't pay for some of these callers. <laughs> oh, man, the show is so unpredictable. Big. Bad. Huge.